pipe, oh, and it's blocked, yeah. and it is going to be covered by the Saints for a touchdown. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. And the kick is good. We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll watch from 60. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown. Taysom Hill. Taysom TD. Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. (laughs) Oh, baby. And welcome in to Inside Black and Gold. This is a special NFL schedule release episode we are live on youtube and facebook check us out over at wwl sports on youtube over on facebook or subscribe wherever you get your podcast because that's what we really like i'm jeff nowak i'm your solo host for the evening and we're going to be going through these 17 games that were announced today we knew the opponents that's always kind of the interesting thing is we know the opponents going in it's just a question of how they kind of shake out where the games are sometimes, which we did learn the international schedule, and I want to get into that first before we break down the games. I'm going to go through my game-by-game predictions, and I'm going to kind of break it up into into segments of six, including the bye week, right? So weeks one through six, weeks seven through 12, weeks 13 through 18. But first, the international schedule, which was announced on Wednesday, did not include the Saints, despite some reporting that was aggregated and talked about on this podcast from a German newspaper that falsely reported that the Saints would be facing the Patriots in Germany. And that's why I couched it with, you know, we never know, because I think to some extent they were in consideration for that spot. Dennis Allen went on the Rich Eisen show yesterday and indicated that he did not think they were in the running for the Germany game uh, but he he didn't even know. The teams don't get the schedule until the schedule release day. And how it actually works is they have a representative who gets a call and they write down the schedule by hand. So when you're getting leaks, in a lot of instances, they're not coming from the teams. Um, but that is part of the reason like the schedule was very late to come out today and they were very secretive about it. Um, in terms of we didn't really get the full schedule leaked for the Saints. Only a handful of teams, I think, had all of those games, and the NFL wants it that way, and they got it that way. But we're going to go through it. I've been able to break down you know, what, what I think about this schedule over the last couple hours, so we're going to get into a lot of that. But first, if you were wondering whether the coaches and the teams want to play in these international games, or at least the Saints... Um, I think this answer from Dennis Allen on the Rich Eisen show is pretty telling that uh, the team would much prefer to not have to use those passports. Look, there's a lot of nasty rumors out there that we were going to be going to Germany this year. And, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the, you know, we, 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 we were kind of under the impression that we weren't. But yet until you actually see it and it comes out, it came out today, obviously. So, so now we know we're not going to Germany. So that was uh, a little bit of a relief. Because it is, it is obviously a European trip is significant, is what you're saying, Coach? Yeah, look, it's, it's you know, last year was interesting because, um, you know, we were the home team. So we knew we were going to London. Uh, we knew that the game was going to be in week four or five. Um, Look, I felt like, um, man, that's that's early to have a bye week, um, and so you kind of get 
you know, there's a few options you get, you know, you, you get a chance to say, well, we don't want to play this team over there. You know, um, we get an option to choose whether or not we want our buy after that game or, 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 you know, want to take the buy later in the, in the season. And, you know, knowing that we were going to be over there in week four, we, we, we decided, well, look, let, let's don't take the buy. I don't really want the buy after week four. Um, I'd rather it be somewhere later in the season. Um, and and then when we get the schedule, the the buys in week fourteen, it's just flip flops. So mm. it was like ah, God. <laughs> you know. But uh, but yeah, that's it's look, it's it's I think it's good for the NFL in terms of expanding the brand. Yes, uh, I do think it's difficult on 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 the teams, not just the players, but um, coaches, staff, the equipment uh, guys, the video guys, everybody that's got to worry about all the logistics of the travel. Uh, that's involved in that, it, it's pretty significant. Yeah, so I think the words you're listening to there and getting the clear indicator is they feel it is a relief to not have to worry about that throughout the course of a season. And it's really not that complicated why that is. It is such a big undertaking. The NFL wants it, so the NFL is going to get it. They're going to make money on it. But it is a disadvantage if you are a team going to London, going to Germany, the Jaguars always go to the designated home team. I think, you know, if any team gets relocated there, eventually it's going to be the Jaguars, right? But, you know, the Saints don't want to have to deal with that. Last year, you know, he talked about they ended up with a week 14 bye because they didn't want to take a week five bye. Well, you know, I think if you, you know, all things being equal, you would have preferred the week five bye, knowing that going 14 weeks without a bye week is rough. This year, they got a week 11 by so that's kind of splitting the difference but all right let's go let's go into the first six games here and one of the things that is notable about the saints not getting that germany game is that game that they were reported to be playing would have been against the patriots well since that game was not in germany there was the potential for that to be a cold weather game that will not be the case let's read through it week one versus the Titans, week two at the Panthers, week three at Packers, week four against the Bucks at the Superdome, week five on the road against the Patriots, week six on the road against the Texans, week seven Thursday night football, home against the Jaguars, week eight on the road against the Colts, week nine at home against the Bears, week 10 on the road against the Vikings, a week 11 bye, then week 12 on the road against the Falcons, week 13, 14 and 15 all at home. You have the Lions, then the Panthers, then the Giants. And then week 16, week 17 at home, at the Rams, at the Bucks, And then the final game is at home against the Falcons. And you look at that and you say, okay, four of your final six games at home, four of your first six games on the road, you got to figure it out. And you got to find ways to win those games early. As Demetrius James here points out, no cold weather games. So you have the Packers in week three. That was one of your games that could have potentially been a cold weather game had it come at the end of your schedule. That is not the case. Week five at the Patriots. Again, not going to be a cold weather game. It'll be colder than it is in New Orleans, but it'll probably be a nice, pleasant temperature in week five, you know, October 1st when the Saints get out there. So that is an advantage. And so after going through that, let me just flash up my game-by-game predictions for the Saints this season. All right. So as you can see, I've had some time to go through this. I've been looking at the schedule for about two hours, 
right? Kind of going through it. We got some of the leaks earlier in the day, but a majority of the games didn't come through until the end. I have a post up on WWL.com. If you want to read it, you want to follow along, go check it out. It is just game by game predictions starting with week one. And it's going to be the Titans at the Saints. So this is an interesting game to me in the sense that you rebuilt the interior of your defensive line and you do not have much time to uh, acclimate to that new group before you have to deal with probably the most difficult challenge in the NFL when it comes to running the football. And that is Derrick Henry. And so, yeah, Nathan Shepard, Colin Saunders, Brian Brzee, what do you got? Derrick Henry's going to be trying to plow himself down your throat from week one. I think they're going to hold up well. I think this game is the first game of the Derek Carr era. It's going to be hot in the Superdome. Everyone's going to be into it. I think the energy there is going to be tough to match from the Titans. You also have Tajay Spears on that side of the ball. I don't know how much action he'll get in his rookie debut, but it is kind of fun to see Tajay Spears making his NFL debut at the Superdome. Obviously start at Tulane. A lot of people would have liked to see the Saints draft Tajay Spears. They did not do it. And he's going to get a chance to exact some revenge early on in his career. He did want to come here. He's a New Orleans kid. He loved Reggie Bush. He grew up idolizing Reggie Bush. So that'll be interesting to see. I do have the Saints winning this game 21 to 20. I think it's going to be close. One of the key questions that we just don't have an answer to right now, do you have Alvin Kamara for this game? When he gets suspended is such an important part of this equation. And we just don't know. Is it going to be the first six weeks? Is it going to be the middle six weeks? Is it going to come in week four? And then just kind of just kind of muddle up the middle of the season? I don't know. I am expecting him to be out weeks one through six. It's still tough. I think the Saints find a way in this game to get it done. They've struggled early in seasons prior to this. And I just, I'm just not sure. Moving forward, so they're going to start. I have them starting 1-0. Moving forward, week two, Monday night football. So you have an extra day to kind of get sorted out here. And then you face the Panthers. Now, again, and, and this is going to be a theme over the first half of this schedule, there's so many questions about who you might end up facing in these matchups. Is it Bryce Young, right? Do the Panthers feel comfortable enough to throw Bryce Young in there in week two? Or is it still Andy Dalton? And either way, it's going to be a fascinating matchup for the Saints, but it's one that I think they're going to win. A, because I just don't think Andy Dalton has enough to get it done. Uh, I didn't think he had enough to get it done here last year. I don't think he has enough to get it done in Carolina. And if it's Bryce Young, I feel comfortable with that too, because as good as Bryce Young is, and I think Bryce Young will be, he will not be ready to compete at an NFL level in Week 2. And if you put him in there uh, right out of the cannon... He's going to struggle. And I, I mean, and, and it will be good struggles, right? Like he will improve, but he's going to struggle if you try to go to him right out of the gate. So I have the Saints winning that game 24 to 12, starting 2 and 0. And there's the theme Saints at Packers. Again, another quarterback who I just don't have any idea how to project in Jordan Love. Is he going to show up kind of like Aaron Rodgers, where he had a couple years to learn and then he hit the ground running? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think the Packers moved on from Aaron Rodgers because they thought, oh, Jordan Love is clearly the guy. Otherwise, they would have done that last year. They brought Aaron Rodgers back on a massive contract. It doesn't scream, oh, we're comfortable, we're ready. 
to go to Jordan Love. So week three, you know, maybe week 10, week 12, I would feel differently about this. Maybe if it was cold, I would feel differently about this. But I kind of see the Saints just feasting on two young quarterbacks here or feasting on a veteran quarterback named Andy Dalton and a Jordan Love in this matchup. I just don't, I, I, I just have a difficult time seeing the defense get flummoxed by Jordan Love at this point in his career. But we will find out. And so I have them starting 3-0. And if you're wondering how long it has been since the Saints started 3-0, 2013. Think about that. Think about how good this team has been. They had Drew Brees over a majority of that time. They haven't started 3-0 in a decade. A decade. And I do think that it's going to change this year because of the way the schedule sets up. And I do think they have they have gotten the advantage of that. And you look at week four. If the Saints can't sweep the Bucks this year, you're in trouble, right? Whether it's Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield, this team is not built to win right now. They're built to win next year when they get Caleb Williams, right? And so I don't have any concern about this game either. And it's weird because I went into this being like, I don't feel that optimistic. They, Vegas gave them a 9.5 over under on the win total. Mm, it's close, but I still have them starting 4-0. And, it, and it's because I just don't see the competition being there on the opponent side, right? I have them going winning against the Bucks 28-3. It's just kind of a holding opponents to three points in Florida is kind of their favorite tradition of late. And I think they're going to do it again. And I, I just don't think the Bucs are going to win many games. And this isn't one of them. So you start 4-0. I like it. I like it. Week five, this is where I think the Saints stumble a bit. They're going to go on the road. They're going to face the Patriots, a team that is going to try to run the ball down their throat. It's going to really give you a stiff test of just like the Titans in week one, how well is your rebuilt defensive line going to hold up? Not only in difficult matchups, but over the course of the season. We are a month in now. You've had chances to make adjustments. Ideally, I think you're going to work Brian Brzee into the fold a little slowly. I think you're going to start with Nathan Shepard and Colin Saunders getting the bulk of the action and Brzee getting rotational work. And by week five, I'd like to see him getting a little more three down work. The other question to me is, how does Peyton Turner hold up? I think his run support play, his run defense has been the weakest part of his game. And this is going to be the game that they just run at him just relentlessly and see, okay, can you do it? Um, and I think I think they get taken for a ride a bit here. I, I have them losing 31 to 24 first loss of the season in week five. But you still feel good about that. Week six, Saints at Texans. I don't know what to think about the Texans. I'm kind of still in that mold of they're not ready to win and they've been bad for so long. You're going on the road. I like CJ Stroud. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I don't know if he has it right now, but I think this is going to be a game where you see the vision for CJ and the Texans and there might be one year away, but you can see it kind of building kind of like the Panthers, right? Like I think you're going to catch the Panthers this season but you're going to walk away from that being like that team's going to be dominating the NFC South in two years when Bryce Young is ready to go and some of these young players have developed. Just not this year. And I think that's true for the Texans as well. But I have the Saints winning this game 28-24 starting 5-1. and one. Now, week seven, and the way we talk about the Texans is the way I would have talked about the Jaguars last year, the year before that, where you have Trevor Lawrence and you feel comfortable about what he can do, but they weren't ready to win yet. I think this is the year the Jaguars 
You know, they made the playoffs last year. They sneaked in the back door. I think this is the year that they win double-digit games and really kind of put their stamp on the AFC South. It's a short week for the Saints. I've always felt like the veteran teams are going to struggle a little bit more on the short weeks because older guys need longer to recover, right? Like, it's not that complicated. (laughs) The younger teams in the NFL will have an easier time bouncing back four days after playing a tough game. And I think the Jaguars definitely qualify as a younger team in this matchup. I think Trevor Lawrence is really coming into his own. And I think the Saints struggle on offense in this game. I have the Jaguars winning at 17-14. Saints drop to 5-2. and two. Still feel good about it, right? Moving on, week eight, Saints at Colts. Actually, hold on. <laughs> I meant to go to break after week six. So let's go to break now. After week seven, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about weeks eight through 12. And then we're going to close out the rest of the season and going to give my final thoughts. Uh, This is Inside Black and Gold. Thanks for everyone who's checking it out. Leave a comment, leave a question, and we'll get to it in the back half. As always, hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you want to see anything on these episodes that we might not be doing. I always appreciate commentary suggestions all of that so we'll be right back keep it locked on inside black and gold